It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, Noah. It's Friday, man. Woo! It's Friday night. It's Friday. And uh, as we've been doing all week, it's, we've been talking about uh, the gift of giving, uh, helping others in need. Uh, we've been talking about joy. We've been talking about love. We've been talking about all of these fantastic uh, topics this week. And, 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 and Noah, we're going to continue that tonight. You know, so... Uh, we're going to continue to talk about that one because I got two fantastic, fantastic guests that's here uh, to uh, help us out with that. And Noah, you know what the theme been all, all week? Sure, it's been it's been absolutely everything. We're really learning just the uh, this good Samaritan giving back and helping one another has just been awesome. And uh, we're going to continue that uh, through tonight because you know, as you know, this is the beginning of the weekend. And, uh, you know, it's been so fun, so much fun this week that I really don't want it to end right now. But <laughs> we had another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking, but, you know, we went to my t- tomorrow. We're heading back to Texas. Uh, you know, so uh, it's, it's just uh, uh, wonderful. Uh, we we, we got to get back and, and visit the dog. We The dog is probably mad at us. Uh, I mean, mad at Michelle, not me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? So we got to get back. And I, I tell you, uh, it's been a fantastic day. I had an opportunity of being the guest on the Noah Dingley show. Yeah, and- across the county, man. We wrapped for a half an hour. We are uh, airing it tomorrow. It was a great discussion. And I can't wait, man, because we're going to be locked in and listening to that show tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I tell you, no, I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity. Now people are really going to get a chance to know. Uh, pressure's on, my uh, friend. But yeah. it, no, it, it's great. And where I'm always like on your show, you, you're looking for positive people that make an impact. You do exactly that, and that's why I had to have you on. Yeah, and uh, I really appreciate that, man. Thanks for having me on the show. It's my pleasure. Uh, we got two fantastic guests uh, tonight, and uh, I tell you, uh, again— uh, we we got Ann, uh, who is uh, uh, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit later on. I'm just going to give first names right now, and I'll let Michelle do the honors later. We got Desmond uh, Sr., and very familiar with the Young family. You know, so especially uh, uh, they, they have a son that was a part of my program for a a few years. Actually, I think I gave him a scholarship. That's right. <laughs> Got a little blessing. <laughs> and uh, I'm so proud of uh, DJ uh, graduated from the uh, West Point uh, in June. And uh, he's just a fantastic kid. But you also going to find out that his parents, which I have both of them in here, one on camera, the other one is not. Maybe before it's all over, we'll get a chance to uh, get her to just just peek in a little bit. Don't make her run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, hey, Michelle, uh, my, my co-host, Michelle Cooley, uh, she's running uh, the camp from uh, studios at home. How you doing, Michelle? I'm doing good, doing good. Miss my dog. Oh, Can't wait to see her tomorrow. We will see her tomorrow. And we got the show contributor, Chuck Chornone. Uh, he's coming in uh, from Huntington Beach. How are you doing, Chuck? Hey, I'm doing really great, James and Michelle. You know, I'm grateful grateful for it's Friday, but it doesn't even seem like Friday. It seems like one day just rolling into the next. It is. And, you know, especially when you're having fun and and when you are reaching out and you're serving others and you're doing everything you can to bring joy uh, to someone else's life. And so that's what uh, uh, we are going to be talk- talking about tonight. So I tell you, I want to get started now. Uh, Chuck, can you tell our listening audience 
uh, after I give them the phone number, 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. If you want to call in and become part of this conversation, call in 1-888-344-1170. Chuck, can you tell our listening audience the purpose of the show tonight? Yes. The purpose of tonight's show is to receive an inside look at addiction, substance abuse, recovery, and homelessness within Riverside County, California. Learn about two, in- two individuals are making a remarkable difference to serve their communities and understanding the various ways to serve these organizations and their important causes. Wow. Right, so let's get started. Michelle, can you do the honors of introducing our first guest? Yes, Desmond Young. Desmond Young manages Riverside Recovery Resources, community involvement and business development, as well as overseeing all their programs. He attended the University of Texas at Austin for biology and psychology. Desmond began his business career in the entertainment industry, serving as a human resources director and regional operations manager for AMC Theaters, Inc., Since 2005, Desmond has been personally active and successful in the recovery community. He has worked with Riverside Recovery Resources since 2015 and enjoys being of service to the staff and the surrounding communities. When he's not working, Desmond enjoys his family, food, mentoring, young men, hiking, tennis, and spiritual exploration. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Desmond Young. Wow, who's that? <laughs> Welcome to the show, my friend. Welcome to the show. How you been? I am just great, sir. Man, miss chatting with you, miss seeing you, and this is an absolute pleasure having you on the show uh, in person, in studio. This is this is a blessing. I love it. I love it. Thank you for having us. Uh, Desmond, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about you and your background, where you grew up? Well, you know, I know it sounds like a little saying, but I'm straight out of Compton. I don't say that to sound any kind of way because I was scared. <laughs> I was scared a lot of the time, but no. Yeah. Uh, grew up in Compton. Love Compton. I go back to Compton um, regularly nowadays and I have a lot of friends there, and a lot of friends and family. But yeah, we, um, <clears throat> once I left Compton, I uh, went to Hawthorne, graduated from Hawthorne High and then went to uh, University of Texas at Austin. Came back early 80s and um, began a new life and my beautiful wife of 28 years. We were friends before, and uh, it just led to more. So we're blessed with three kids, and they're all on a, a very good path today. Man, you you, you are blessed. Uh, I, I I know your family. I talk to uh, your, your beautiful wife every time I come uh, uh, back to California, which is about every 10, 11 days. Right. I always make it a point to go by and holler at her and find out how you and the family are doing. So... It's a blessing. Okay, so um, when and how did Riverside Resources, Recovery Resources, uh, begin? So right now I don't see a timer because I could probably take up way too much time. So, <laughs> But here's the short answer. Riverside Recovery is a nonprofit that's been in business for over 35 years. And wow, you know, I'm just so happy to be a part of it. I want to give an acknowledgement to our chairman of the board, Bernie Truax, who... You know, he is a a commercial real estate developer, but he has been a part of Riverside Recovery for quite a long time. And he brought some experience that he had within the housing community. So nevertheless, uh, that has grown and Riverside Recovery has taken on so many different vacillations. It had a women's with children um, component. It had uh, it worked with the probation department and stop program. It's done a lot of different things. At this time, it is pure in an outpatient capacity servicing all substance use needs once a person comes out or before they go to, and hopefully not needing to go to, a residential component. So um, in addition to substance use, we do anger management, domestic violence. You know, so we're just expanding the, uh, and responding to the needs of the community. So, you know, uh, Bernie, I hope you, it's been a long time, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hope you're listening in on, on this because, uh, hey, 
you're doing a lot of great things in the community, and, and your peeps are doing a lot, a lot of great things in the community. But we're going to take a station break, okay? But we're going to come back, and we're going to continue to have this discussion with Desmond Young, Sr., and then we're going to bring Ann on. It's your life. I'm James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And you know, I tell you, uh, just uh, the first segment got me hyped. No, I'm hyped already. What about you, my friend? Like I said, I wish this wasn't even Friday. I mean, that's, that's kind of silly to say, man, but we got lots to talk about. It's going to be a good show. <laughs> we got a whole lot to talk about, my friend. You know, uh, getting back to Desmond. Uh, Desmond, uh, you were telling us all the great things that uh, you, you guys are doing at uh, RRR, right. Riverside uh, Recovery Resources. What inspired you to make a career change and, and, and join that great organization? So... With Again, without a long story, <laughs> I would say that I personally entered into the recovery community more than 16 years ago. And so when I did that, um, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. As we said, my wife's been with me for more than 28 years. I was in corporate America and working in the West Side, and my life just was fast. So when, um, fortunately, I had no justice involved situations but just my life said you know you're on a, a wrong path and so when I came into the recovery community I discovered something I'm, I'm a, a guy who came up in the church made a conscious decision and I had left that for a couple decades and was just out there making money and doing stuff but when I came into this space I found how important service is so trust God clean house help others that's as simple as it gets for me today. And that has, you know, just expanded in so many different ways. And I meet great people like you and Ann, who already had a heart for being of service. And, and that's where it's going for me. It's just following God's guidance and direction. And um, as we say, the best is yet to come. Absolutely. Desmond, what kind of services does RRR provide? So I'm going to jump to the main thing because I want to make sure that people understand when we talk about people going into treatment, uh, rehab, a lot of times people know that that's a residential environment, usually for 30 days. But really for long-term recovery, you want to expand that. And so the expansion is outpatient services, and we call those um, whether it's partial hospitalization, intensive outpatient, 
it just boils down to the matter of how much time you're going to spend with the client. So Riverside Recovery does all of that on the outside versus someone who's in a residential environment. And so when we talk about those services, it really boils down to making sure that we can provide case management to an individual, get them focused with all the different aspects of their life, make sure that substance use isn't one of those things that, you know, we have to remove that. And it's that whole saying, keep on doing what you've been doing, you'll keep on getting what you've been getting. You know, it's just an insanity, but we are having just an amazing um, response with our participants because of the heart, because we're there and because we, we treat their needs separately to see what the individual needs. But I'm excited about where we're going and I'm excited about the collaboration with people like Project Touch. They, they deal with a component that, you know, that's not our space. But when it comes to being able to provide treatment and direction and focus and that's what we do. Desmond. Yes, ma'am. What, what values does Riverside Resources promote for a roadmap of lifelong recovery? So, first and foremost, can't drink or use, right? That's number one. Um, it is about making sure that people have different coping skills. We are a 12-step base um, entity. So, there's other ways for people to get clean and sober but our modality is based upon what has been proven to work and what has had the best success since its inception 85 years ago and that's the 12-step program and that 12-step program is designed to get a person connected with what we refer to as their higher power you know to recognize that there is something greater there is a god and you're not it right um, most people are dealing with a lot of trauma, trauma from youth. And so we bring in professional counseling therapists where needed. And so it is an attack from multiple levels. And um, we just uh, identify what are the needs of the individual. Hey, Desmond, this is uh, Chuck. Hey, and Chuck. I, uh, I'm, a, I'm really impressed by what you're saying so far, but I'm wondering... How has uh, COVID-19, the quarantine, affected your delivery of services and resources? Wow, Chuck, what a great question. You know, this is unprecedented times for all of us, right? And um, yeah. I'm happy to say that we responded by saying people need help. They can't be cut off, especially when those are in. People are getting sober and staying clean and sober in the virtual space it's not ideal you know it's what we want to be is face to face but it is working so we did convert and we are fully functioning in the virtual space as well and in riverside county we we have some flexibility so we're meeting a few people in person but we are um, naturally practicing all those safety components to keep our people safe and the community safe but yes zoom is here and I believe um, weather is, um, is here to stay. Let's just put it this way. For a while, there are a lot of people who are being served in that space, and it broadens our ability to reach people as well. Wow. You know, we are going to – this is so fascinating so extraordinary. We're going to break away and go to our next guest, but we're going to bring you back on as well. Right. Michelle, can you introduce our next guest, please? Yes, Ann Umak. Ann Umak considers Riverside County her home. She has lived in the area for over 35 years, raising her children in southwest Riverside County. Over those decades, she has had a front row seat to the economic booms and downturns that the county has faced. Ann has a servant's heart and a strong desire to help those in need. Several years ago, Ann gave up a career as a successful real estate agent when she discovered there was limited to no resources in southwest Riverside County for the homelessness. With her vision, Ann founded God's Fan Club, Unity in Christ to Help the Homeless and Hurting. 
doing business as Project Touch, a nonprofit organization uniting the faith-based community in partnership with business and civic organizations to conquer homelessness. She realized the issue of homelessness was too broad to be tackled by any one entity. Anne's focus and commitment are securing housing, services, and resources to meet the needs of the ever-growing homeless population in Southwest Riverside County through Project Touch. Today, she oversees Project Touch, which has grown to currently provide 215 year-round transitional beds with emergency beds included in that number, as well as 40 to 50 beds in the annual winter shelter. Anne has worked with innumerable agencies countywide which deal directly or indirectly with homeless issues. Project Touch has been twice nominated as Charitable Organization of the Year as well as awarded Most Innovative Charity in the County in 2012. Her goal and purpose are to serve those in need and to prayfully help to contribute to overcome this enormous homeless crisis facing Riverside County. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Ann Utma. Welcome to the show, Ann. Welcome to the show. It's been a long time. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to see you again and be with all of you. Thank you for having me. Oh, come on. Uh, the things that you all are doing, I mean, especially uh, your organization, I mean, all organizations that's given, but uh, Project Touch is uh, an organization uh, that, that has my heart and uh I just really uh, appreciate all the things you're doing. Can you tell our listening audience a little bit about you and and where you grew up at? Uh, sure. Um, I was born and raised uh, about 30 minutes outside Detroit, Michigan, and um, stayed there and graduated a little bit early, 17, moved to Arizona, where I attended um, Arizona State College and Mesa Community College, then met and married my ex-husband, Mr. Mack, and we moved to California where we had two children, which are now, gosh, 35 and 33, and I am a grandma. I have my first grandbaby. That is one of my favorite things on earth is to hang out with my grandbaby. And um, I went through uh, different careers. Uh, I was a preschool teacher. I was a food server and into the real estate career. So um, wandering down, long story short, uh, I was a devout agnostic, you know, my whole life, and kind of got pulled into a church, and everything was going great, real estate, lots of money, was engaged to be married, and dream house on the hill, but something was pulling me, and I surrendered my life, and basically um, came up with the epiphany is, are you kidding me, God, you're for real, and I've been doing this this whole time without you, I mean, you have me, but I didn't have you, and so he got me hook, line, and sinker. Um, whatever he wanted me to do, I was in. I was just so thrilled to find out he was real. So nice. That that is nice. And uh, so, what prompted you to start this great organization that you had? Well, it was kind of it was pretty simple. Um, literally in a day, I kind of learned salvation is one thing, surrender is oh, another thing. So I got saved. I was, um, like I said, a, a realtor with two assistants, engaged house on the hill. Six months later, I, some, I was just so at unrest at um, where I was. Something was pulling me. And the day that I truly surrendered, I walked out of that church, literally, and everyone thought I was crazy. But I said, look, all I know is I'm supposed to stop doing real estate. I'm supposed to start pulling churches together to help the homeless. And... I don't know why I'm saying this, but this is what I got to do, and away I went. So it was, I have to say, it was not me in my own mind saying, I think I want to start doing this. It was literally put into me, and the day I surrendered. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's that's deep. Uh, I, I got to ask you this question. We might not be able to finish before the break, but when did you first uh, serve your first client? Um, shortly after I founded the charity in 2003, um, I was up in Corona. I came back to Marietta, and I was just on fire knowing we needed to help the homeless. So it was had to have been about 2000, probably four or five. Um, it was a woman living in her car in a church right by my house, and I just approached her, and um, I brought her home <laughs> and wow. had her stay with me for a while. And, um, yeah, just started by breaking it down a, a person um, when we say the homeless the homeless 
we got to remember, these are people who are actually left a home. Hey, hey and hold, hold that. I want to come back. And I want to finish this, uh, what we're talking about right now. we got to take a station break. Well, we're going to come back and continue our discussion with Ann Umar. And we're going to bring Desmond back on. It's your life. I'm James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And our listen audience, if you want to be part of this great conversation and ask the great two great guests, uh, questions about the organization and things that they're doing or just uh, join in and, and just uh, be part of the conversation. Tell us what you're doing. one 1170 Again, that's one 1170 And I, I kind of cut you off because we had to take a station break, but uh, you were telling us about uh, your first client and uh, how uh, you, <laughs> you met them and you just brought them in. Can you finish uh, answering that, please? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, it was a, a lady and she, you know, had um, fallen on hard times. And, and, you know, a lot of as many people in facing homelessness, they have some broken relationships. So she just kind of needed um, somebody to kind of put the arm around her and say, hey, you can do it and, and move on. And she stayed with me not for a terribly long time. And, and I can't say honestly that, um, you know, this far into homelessness, I'm always bringing people into my home we have so many housing now but that's you know when god had me on fire to do it i just was a simple girl i said you don't have a home you're a woman and at the time to be quite honest i was saying what does our society come to when you can see you know a woman a senior woman living in her car and and it's even happening you know i was i was kind of floored at that and you know since then um yeah, we've just been able to help so many seniors, and but that's what kind of started it. And then I started my own um, men's home inside one of my my rental homes. I just started that and started learning, like I say, getting my PhD in the School of Hard Knocks about how to effectively help people. And Noah here uh, behind the glass, kind of the controller of all things on the show. Question for you: I know real estate's a great business. I know quite many individuals that are in it themselves. It's very rewarding. And so to make that transition into such a a self-service towards others kind of a um, career, I know it's night and day. Did you ever miss real estate? Maybe second-guess yourself, hey, maybe am I doing the right thing? Maybe I'm not going to be making as much money? Or was it just a natural transition because you were on fire for the Lord as much as you were? Well, I'm going to tell you, it, for years it was a struggle because I was a businesswoman paying my bills, and I got to renew my license. But I'm going to tell you, literally in the day that I say I surrendered and this was put in me, I went from anything I touched in real estate was gold, and I loved real estate. And literally when this was put in me, I resented real estate. I resented even trying to touch it, and I was no good at it. I lost my gifting and anointing for it in the day that God called me to do this. So it was a struggle, though. And finally, I would say five, six years later, you know, I said, um, Lord, I'm not even going to renew my license, and I trust you. And he has provided for me personally, faithfully, and for the ministry. 
ever since we've started. So it's, it's kind of like you had one set of gifts, not to say that those gifts aren't still there, but you had one set of gifts. God woke up something in you and you have a whole nother set of gifts. Now they're going to be going to be used. And so that's why you weren't really in the real estate. Your heart wasn't there. It was wiped within a day. It was wiped. <laughs> and and it, I liked helping people, but that I just, that was, I was called to do something else. So when you call to do one thing, something else has to be. Well, I think you're away, doing great so. work. Thank you. You, you are you doing, so you are doing great things. Um, Homelessness is a controversial topic. What resistance or challenges have you encountered along the way? Um, sure. In the beginning, when we first really started doing some housing, it was in the first recession in 2008, 9, and 10. And we did start a winter shelter. Um, and it was challenging, you know, politically. Uh, it wasn't, I was ahead of the time. I felt like I was like Paul Revere saying, the homeless are coming, the homeless are coming. So it was a passion in me. It was not always understood by politicians or a lot of people. And I said, we just, something's coming. We need to prepare. So it was very challenging. But I must say, um, we worked through those challenges, and now it is completely turned around. You know, the cities um, support what we do. They've given me funding for this year's winter shelter, the county has given us funding to do what we do. So when I was a little bit misunderstood a decade or so back, now I guess I was country when country wasn't cool. So right. now we're doing we're doing much better. And everybody, you know, homelessness is the topic of the time. Ian, how prevalent is addiction and substance abuse among the homeless you serve? Well, there's two populations that we serve, and when we are dealing with some of the more chronically homeless that have been out and actually living on the streets, a, a very high percentage. Once we screen, we have 215 beds. Once they come through emergency or go into transitional, we have a very strict policy of no drugs and alcohol in our shared housing program because we're dealing with single mothers with children, with senior citizens. But when we're dealing with more of the visible uh, homeless population that many people think of when they think of homeless and see, um, there's a high rate. And there's a lot of complicated issues that has made that even more intense the last few years. I think they changed some laws regarding drugs and with a lot of good reasons, but some unintended consequences has been um, people are not, when there's drug use involved, going so much to court and saying, hey, you're going to go to jail or rehab. So we have a lot of people not going to rehab and staying in their addiction and then even triggering mental health. Wow. Tell us about your philosophy of a hand up rather than a hand out. Sure. In our program, um, 215 beds, uh, to this day I have one employee. Um, our clients give back when they come into our program. I strongly believe that healing comes through uh, giving back to others. So they do community service. So we want to empower people. I had a gentleman here today who I spoke with for about 30 minutes who was severely depressed. He's been in our program a week, and I can already see the light changing in him because he's involved with people, and he's expected to give back and do something. So I think there's points when people do need a hand out when they're not capable of caring for themselves, where there's mental health issues that's more complicated. But generally, a person wants to be held up and be able to feel good about themselves to give back as well. That is remarkable, Ann. What services do you currently offer in addition to emergency and transition housing? Sure. Well, um, you just about name it. If we don't provide it directly, we partner with just about everyone. So every person who comes to our door has a unique set of circumstances. They may need mental health referral, which I just did today. A woman who is a um, victim of domestic violence, I had to give her the resources where to go to get counseling. We have our own thrift store. We have our own massive supply of hygiene products, food, clothing. We So we give our clients food distribution weekly, hygiene, um, anything and everything we can do to help them to keep moving forward in their life. Um, employment resources, uh, people that need like resources like Desmond, you know, the recovery center, drug and alcohol, they're, they may come with us and they may relapse. And we're not here to um, c condemn them. We want them to get the help they need. So in cases like that, we say, look, you cannot live in shared housing with other people, but let's get you connected to the services that can help you best. Wow. I want to bring both of you guys on at the same time. 
And um, I'm going to start with you, uh, Desmond. Um, how is the RRR involved in the Homeless Task Force? So I'm happy to say that I met Ann, who's amazing. And a lot of times people are just talking about stuff. I witness what she does first person. And she's one of my heroes, one of my mentors. Um, <clears throat> some people just talk about stuff, right? She's, she breaks down barriers, and that's what we need to do today. You know, the politics of stuff. I remember when she was going, she was like, yeah, I don't want any type of county, nothing, because I don't want to be told what I can't do or how I have to do it. And so it's that very thing with Triple R and our our not only our experience, but we know things need to change. Insanity, as we always know, doing the same thing, expecting a different result. So what we have been doing as a nation doesn't work. So Ann and I got together with what was called the Southwest Regional Homeless Alliance for the area of Riverside County, Temecula, Murrieta, Lake Elsinore, um, Wildemar Canyon Lake. So we got together with all those entities and just started saying, how do we break down? How do we make a difference? And Project Touch was pivotal in all of that. I'm happy to say Lake Elsinore is going to receive national recognition on what they've been doing um, to address the needs. And Riverside Recovery, you know, we're right there. We, want, we go in the riverbeds. We go talk to people. And, and what we find is that people need to be met where they are and start the conversation and, and build some trust. And literally, we're talking 20, 30, 40, 50 times before they start changing, but they start trusting. And um, we want to be there when they're ready for that change. Wow. That's, that's great. And how has the, the COVID pandemic affected uh, uh, some of the things that uh, your organization provides? Sure. When it first um, hit, we were holding our breath, not knowing how it would affect us. Because remember, we do shared housing and um, we were very concerned, but we still had to help people. And homelessness, you know, homeless, you cannot separate into individual rooms and if someone were to get sick. But we actually dodged the bullet for quite a while. And um, we were very fortunate. We were prepared. And I was working with the county, and I know that they had some options through some of their programs where if someone was, they could get placed possibly separate, you know, during quarantine. But um, through the winter shelter, no one in our shelter contracted COVID. Some of our clients in shared housing and transition up did, and we just assisted them with um, going where to get testing, to quarantine, to have wow. your roommate tested. And but but we've kind of been blessed and protected for the most part, but we haven't escaped it. But we just did as much as we could with safety, with masks, providing sanitizer, and all the things that they needed to be safe. Wow. Uh, I am so uh, uh, excited and uh, just uh, knowing that we, we have two, uh, just like I mentioned, heroes and sheroes that uh, has a heart for giving. And you guys are doing some remarkable things. We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue to have our discussion with Desmond Young Sr. and Ann Umak. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. 
Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley, available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And the gift of giving, helping others in need. We have, I just like, I, I, I no, I, I, I'm just so excited. Uh, what a way to start a weekend. It's a great way to start a weekend, kind of get your mind in the right space. And you and I were talking a lot about this during my interview with you for my show coming up this weekend, which, by the way, people can hear uh, this Saturday on The Answer San Diego, 4.30 in the morning, and then 8 p.m. for normal people on uh, Cape Race. <laughs> but, Desmond, I'm, I'm really curious because I know the recovery process for those that really have addictions can be really a tough thing. I've had some of it in my family in the past, and I know it's usually not just that first try kind of a thing for some people. So what do you do at Triple uh, R to make sure that, hey, you know, even if you stumble, we're right there with you to make sure that you pick yourself back up and we'll see you through to the other side great question <clears throat> thank you and um i just want to say i love the energy in this place you know you guys are amazing <laughs> you know it's just awesome so yes you know relapse is going to happen we there's not a family that isn't touched with some type of addiction um, and the big thing right now truly is um, opioids and we have young people dying uh, regularly. This fentanyl is on the street, and a lot of people are thinking it's a better high, but it's a quicker death. And um, now we all know that marijuana is legal, but it's not the marijuana of years ago. It's a whole different breed as well. And um, we're finding that it is 70% of the people often are using something else and they think it's okay. The reality is addiction is the only disease that tells you you don't have a problem. It's okay. So what do we do? We treat each and every individual as an individual. We meet them where they are at. We find out what's going on. Yes, a lot of it is quite similar, whether, again, childhood trauma that needs to be addressed, um, but it really is about uncovering, discovering, and discarding those things that have been blocking people for years and years and years. And, um, um, and we have different modalities to break through, whether it's going to something like equine or whether you are whatever we can find for the individual. But a lot of time it's just showing just what Ann said. It's about making sure people feel that they are a part of something greater and they're not alone. And I think that that's probably the most important thing because sometimes people will go someplace and they think, okay, I'm going through this and, and they're helping me, but I'm really on this journey alone. And so for you to come alongside and give them that sense of comfort, that's a huge deal. Absolutely. And then this is Chuck, and I'm going to throw one your way. Um, many shelters I'm familiar with only serve women, children, and families. And yet you guys uh, chose to recently open a, single, a facility for single men. Can you tell us about that? Um, sure. Yeah. Like I said, on my journey, um, it wasn't always so much my conscious decision-making other than what kind of was dropped in my lap. And one of the best things I can tell my proudest um, boasting things that I can tell you about that is really the meat and potatoes of how our large housing program started. Um, and it changes the whole paradigm of how people think of homeless men that we see on the corner we had a lot of men in our shelter for five months, loved on them, provided. I kind of fought City Hall to care for them. And a lot of that trust, you know, that Desmond and everyone was talking about, about trust built. And at the end of the shelter season, to my astonishment, 35 individuals, mostly men, turned to me and said, Ann, we don't want to be homeless anymore. And I said, whoa, okay, what do I do now? And so what I told them is, look, 
you're going to work your behinds off, and so am I, and we're going to do this. And this is right before the recession. So um, 35 individuals, majority of men, we started, um, and we had about seven apartments. And I said, you're going to get jobs and work because we don't get these for free. We've got to pay. And they did. And they paid, and they did so well that they created a positive cash flow, which for the first time allowed me in our area to take care of women and children. Because when the recession happened, women, children, families were going homeless um, in droves and nowhere to go. So because of these men, my heroes, they helped me start this program. And we grew from five apartments to 23 in one year's time because of the men. Yep, it was amazing. So... So men are born to provide and lead, and so it's amazing because the men actually ended up providing for all the women and children to come. Pretty cool. And does that, do you still continue that for men? Oh, yeah. We still, we have men, we have, um, we just recently purchased a three-acre property in Wildemar where we have men, we serve men there. So we have different men's units um, in the winter shelter, we serve men. So we serve all populations, uh, veterans, men, seniors, single moms, whole intact families, emancipated foster care kids, you, you name it, we serve them. It's a buffet of opportunities, yeah. Okay. And. What types of financial support and resources would help you most in 2021? Um, with a grassroots labor of love. So private donors are the wings beneath our wings, to be quite honest. I do not proactively go after government funding. This past year, the government approached me wanting to give us funding. And like Desmond said, I said, okay, okay, but... I'm not going to be my hands tied to do what we do, you know, what I'm called to do by God, how to care for people. So private funding donors um, that can help is always appreciated. We're putting on our 13th annual celebrity golf tournament will be a big fundraiser for us. People who want to volunteer, who want to help us come in the office and help us, we can train you to do intakes over the phone. Um, You can become a case manager. You can volunteer in our thrift store. So they can go onto our website, and it's very user-friendly for people who want to either support financially or through volunteerism. Wow. Uh, I got a question for you, Desmond. Yes, sir. What does MAT stand for, M-A-T? So MAT is like the new catchphrase. It's medication-assisted treatment. And Mm -hmm. the short answer that most people probably relate to is that when people were hooked on heroin, a lot of times they were given methadone. So it was a medication assisted to keep them. It's, it's a harm reduction. Um, these days there are some better options. Uh, and I'm not a doctor, so let me specify that. I'm just saying based upon the people I, I, which, uh, I watch. And I know um, Vivitrol and Suboxone, they are uh, buprenorphine, which is just uh, the chemical name of it. There are some other components, but it helps a person with their cravings while we address all of their needs. But in our case, we're not providing the medication. We're assessing the need for the medication and then being the linkage um, for those individuals to help them uh, not have that craving so that they can focus on the different areas of their life that needs attention. Another question. Uh you mentioned earlier about uh, anger management. Uh, why is that so important? Wow. Well, <laughs> maybe I should turn that over to my wife. <laughs> you know, well, she and I both are part of that essential um, area. So we've been working the whole time. We both just got our second vaccine. So, but the whole time we've been out there. But a lot of people have been stuck at home. And the simple reality is that there has been a lot of tension in the homes. So there's been an increase in anger management um, and domestic violence. And so that is an area that we, kind of like Ann is saying, she was ahead of the game. We're not ahead of the game. We're already behind the eight ball on it. So we're able to, we're able to address that, but it's, it's growing, unfortunately. And uh, I've got a question for you. Uh, how many uh, uh, clients do you serve? I know you, you're located all over and continue to grow and uh, – uh, how can people help and volunteer? And first of all, how many, how many clients do you serve? 
Well, we have um, 215 beds for transitional and emergency, and that number fluctuates. You know, we have vacancies just these past two weeks. We had uh, two single mothers and a single father move out and graduate to get their own apartment. So the numbers go up and down, but we don't just serve through direct housing. We get calls that come in constantly that we may be providing resources that we may not always be the best fit for someone. So, gosh, um, if you're talking annually between our winter shelter, our transitional program, and resources, it's in the thousands annually, you know, because we have so many people that call in that just need help and guidance. A lot of people have never experienced homelessness and not being put, but a lot of people don't know how to be homeless or get out of it if there's a lot of quick things people can do to be guided through different county programs and whatnot. So we stay busy. Yeah, you guys are busy. Uh, Real quickly, we are at the end of our our show. How can uh, people get in touch with you guys and uh, how can... How, what, what contact information can you get, give our listening audience to help out? Well, I'll jump out there and say we're online, Riverside Recovery Resources. Um, my number, my cell phone, 951-674-0140. So uh, we, we are accessible. But here's the big thing. It's like she said, hand up, not a handout. It is about helping the nonprofits be able to provide services for others. And real quickly. Sure. ProjectTouchOnline.com is our website. And our office number, if someone is in need to do an intake or contact us to get involved, 951-677-9661. I want to thank both of you guys for taking time to come on the James Cooley Show. It's your life. It's been an absolute pleasure. Got to have you back uh, real soon in the next few months if you guys want to come back up. Uh, I'd like to thank my, my co-host, uh, Michelle Cooley, uh, and I'd like to thank my show contributor, Chuck Trinoni. I'd like to thank my great producer, Noah Dingley. I like, Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening yes, audience for yes. taking time That's right. to listen uh, to the James Cooley Show. And also, I want to wish everybody a happy weekend. I always remember we are looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you. I tell you, have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back Monday, same time, same place. It's your life from James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.